Hello and welcome to the More Confidence with Luna Gaia podcast. I am your host, Lenaria Gaia, and here we talk all things body image, self-esteem, your thinking in your mind, how do you connect true to you in every part of who you are. I want you to know that all of you is welcome, so sit back and relax and listen to today's episode. Sending you love. Hello and welcome to episode 151 of the More Confidence with Luna Gaia podcast. Do your parents suck? <laughs> your parents might be alive. They might not be. They might be in your life. They might not be. You might be an adult. You might be younger. You might be beyond kind of young adulthood. Don't you really think about it. Do your parents suck? Did your parents suck? That's what we're going to be exploring here today on episode 151 of the podcast. So strap on in because we're going to explore what it means to actually reparent ourselves, become the parents that we never had. We're going to explore why that is important. You've probably heard about reparenting your inner child, but have you reparented your inner teen? Have you reparented your inner 20-year-old, depending on your age? There's a lot of reparenting that we can do for ourselves. And on today's episode, I'm going to show you how to do these exact things so that you can feel whole and safe and be your most confident, vibrant self, which is what this podcast is all about. If you are new to the podcast, I'm here to help you fall madly, deeply, wonderfully, wholeheartedly in love with yourself because I'm on a mission to revolutionize the way women and girls across the globe feel about themselves and their bodies so that they can stop hiding, get out of their own ways and actually bring their unique talents and gifts to life. I know that might seem like a bit of a, bit of a mouthful and maybe it feels like it doesn't necessarily apply to you, that you don't have unique talents and gifts. But there is only one version of you. There is only one you and only you can do you like you do. And there is something so unique and special about you and I don't want you to hold yourself back anymore. The world needs you. The world needs you in your most authentic expression. And that's the kind of world I want to live in. So if you are new here, if you are old here, remember that all of you is welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your energy. You could be in a million different other places right now. You didn't choose to listen to this podcast today because of any other reason except you were called to it. And I thank you for your time and your energy and your attention. Perhaps you're listening in the car or you are exercising of some way, shape or form, or you're just listening as you're cleaning the house. However you listen or watch your podcast, I want to say thank you. And if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button for me too, please, because it means that this podcast gets out far and wide. It is able to reach even more people every single time you interact and engage with this podcast. It means that more people get access to it. And you know what the mission is? Their mission is to revolutionize the way women and girls across the globe feel about themselves. Because can, like, can you just imagine for a moment what kind of world we lived in? If everyone, including, you know, men and others, if everyone felt okay within themselves, if everyone felt secure, even just think about in your own household, <laughs> How would how would your own household be if everybody knew how to communicate effectively, felt confident and secure in order to share that and felt at peace with themselves? How much conflict do you think that we would avoid if we lived in a world like that? 
Oh, it's the kind of world that I want to live in. Don't you? It's exactly why I do this work and exactly why I say a huge thank you for you being here because you're doing the work too. You are doing the work. This is what it takes. You are doing the thing. So thank you for your presence. A massive thank you. So let's get stuck into it. You want to? Let's have a look at it. Do your parents suck? Did your parents suck? Either way you look at it, I want you to think about your own parents and irrelevant of your attachment, your relationship with them. I just want you to see if you can be as neutral as possible right now because this can be quite a sore spot kind of a conversation because as adults, we can really understand why our parents did what they did. We, many of us can understand that our parents did the best that they possibly could with the resources they had at the time. And we can have compassion for them, particularly as they get elderly, depending on where you are in your life. As your parents get elderly, they tend to soften. And the blows to which you experience as a child seem really far away. And as you watch your parents move into more space of vulnerability and need to be cared for, a whole bunch of healing can occur during that time. So can a whole bunch of triggering as well. It can lead you to to relive all the memories that you've had since you were a child. But here's what I want you to understand. How many of us had parents who were emotionally available to us? How many of us had parents who were awake or aware, that were present in our hardest times? How many of our parents had the time, the energy, the capacity, both mentally, emotionally, and physically, how many of our parents were able to be the guides that we needed without their egos, without their projections of their own trauma. (laughs) Not many of us, if not none of us, how many of our parents were so totally healed within themselves that they could set really healthy guidelines and boundaries for you while still allowing your full expression? I know that many of you are parents. And maybe you're thinking, oh, my God, do I suck as a parent? The fact that you're even thinking about whether or not you suck as a parent tells me that you're already probably a better parent than your parents, right? We can love our parents. We can love ourselves as a parent and we can love them. The work that we're doing here on today's conversation is not about vilifying our parents and placing blame on them. This is about understanding that there is a part of you, an inner child part of you, an inner teenager part of you that is still playing out the stories and the events from that era in your life. Have have you ever seen an adult chuck a tantrum? (laughs) Have you ever, not us, of course, never ourselves, but have you ever seen someone or heard of someone else just kind of flip their lid and lose their shit? Of course, right? Have we ever been, have you ever been in an argument with somebody, a conversation with someone, and you just look at them and you're like, oh, my God, you're 12. You are 12. We will do that. We'll be like, oh, my God, you are so immature. Of course, again, not us. (laughs) We have these moments of immaturity because we are literally, when we think about being triggered, we are being triggered back into that period of time to which our needs weren't met. 
That's what is happening when we are triggered. We're triggered to that moment in time and we will go back to that version of ourselves. And we don't need to shy away from that. In fact, what is best when we have been triggered is to recognize that we have been triggered, go back to that period of time to which we were triggered from and do some inner work, which is what this conversation is all about. So I don't want you to sit there and think that I'm going to be bashing on your parents. But I do want you to be able to look at your own parents. And when I say parents, it could be your guardians. Maybe you were raised by your grandparents or in foster, in, in, in a foster experience. Irrelevant. Who were your guardians? Who were the people that had custody of you while you were growing up? And I'm talking from the ages of zero to 18. Yeah, maybe even into your early 20s. Because most of us don't just leave home when we're 18, right? Like it's it usually, maybe these days more into people's 30s, but Back in my day, I was born in 80, in the early 80s, that, you know, most of us left probably in our early 20s, early to mid 20s, maybe late teens, but early to mid 20s is usually when that happened. So we're with our parents or our guardians in that environment for a good 20, 25 years. That's a long time when you think about it. I'll be 40 this year, so I ha- have only just been out of home for as long as I was in home. And even then not, I didn't, I didn't leave home until I was about 23, 24. Yeah. So I haven't actually ever, I haven't been on this side of the womb yet for as long as I was inside the womb, so to speak. So what we need to understand here is that I don't want to make your parents the criminals. And you, some of you feel, feel like you are going to want to defend your parents in this conversation that we're having. It's totally okay. I'm not taking away from all the goodness that they did. And I'm not saying that they were awful, even though I did ask, did your parents suck? It is about sitting there going, were your parents the parents that you needed when you needed them? And we can lovingly forgive them. We can not blame them. In fact, I suggest that we don't continue blaming them because then we're just remaining as a child. The thing is here is that we are learning to reparent ourselves. In this conversation, we're learning how to become the parent that we never had. Again, you may have had really physically present parents, but were they able to teach you nonviolence? Were they be able to teach you self-awareness? Were they there for you in the moments that you needed them to be there? Not with not with wrapping you up in cotton wool, but how often did you just hear your needs being dismissed? How often? Were you seen and not heard? How often were you to just stop crying, shut up, get on with it? How often were things like that said to you on a regular basis? Not so you would stay as what we may have called in the 80s like a sookie lala, don't be a sook about it, but to be able to go, I acknowledge where you are. How many How many parents taught you emotional availability? How many parents told you how to deal with the thoughts in your head? How many of your parents taught you how to deal with your heavy emotions when they come and to sit you and hold you in presence and hold you accountable for your behavior, particularly as you got older? Barely any of us. (laughs) Barely any of us because they weren't taught. And you can't teach what you don't know. So if you haven't been taught that, if your parents hadn't been taught that, if their parents hadn't been taught that, how the hell are you going to know how to do that? Well, if you're listening to this podcast, if you have been drawn to my work in any way, shape or form, 
be that in the form of here on the podcast, on the YouTube channel, or you follow me in social or part of my courses, you're being coached by me, or you've read my book, or you've attended one of my talks. Irrelevant of how you've come to my work, I can feel very deeply that you're here to do some work. You're here to understand that you don't want to be stuck where you are anymore and you want to be able to transform moving forward. Being able to become the parent that you never had means that you get to take custody of yourself. Your parents had custody of you growing up, or your guardians did, and you are now taking custody of yourself in this process. So your growth requires you to become the parent you never had. Yeah, maybe present and non-judgmental, that kind of parent. Because otherwise you get stuck. As I said before, coming back to that example about the the time where you might have a fight or you've been triggered and you're like, oh, my God, I'm a 12-year-old. I'll share with you a very perfect example of this just a number of weeks ago for me where I stayed up till 5 o'clock in the morning eating play food, like, you know, not the most nutritious food, eating not nutritious food, watching movies until 5 o'clock in the morning. And as a nearly 40-year-old, I don't do that very often. In fact, I can't tell you the last time. And I was giggly and I was like, you know, drinking Coca-Cola and laughing. And I was on my own having a glorious time, like a sleepover, just with me. I was propped up on the couch and I was enjoying all the foods and doing all the things. And what I realized was there was an inner teenager in me that was playing in that moment. This inner teenager that perhaps I deny a lot. But since being a, quote, grown-up, I don't necessarily let her be seen or heard very often. And so we played. And there was no guilt and no shame around that because I allow these parts of me to come through. I want you to, to recognize that you will be stuck in each kind of level of maturity in certain areas of your life, every spot where your parents weren't necessarily there for you. You can probably think of many, many memories and maybe some of you not so much connected to your childhood or your teenagehood, but fully mature. For us to fully step into our confidence and our most authentic self, what's important is that we, in a way, go back and get those parts of us. We go back and reparent those parts of us. That right now might feel like a really big job. (laughs) And I want you to know that You're not just going to do it in one session. You're not going to listen to this, you know, 20-minute, half-an-hour podcast and bing, all of a sudden you're reparented, right? Because those moments that are defining in your life, in your childhood and and your adolescence, those moments took those moments to create now. They took time. They happened over a period of time. And in those moments, you may have been dismissed. You may have felt abandoned. You may have felt unheard, not listened to, uncared for. You may have felt unlovable, worthless. Do these all sound familiar? You may feel like you're not good enough. And then what ends up happening is not only do we get stuck in those kind of spaces, particularly pertaining to the similar situations that happened, like just say, your parents dismissed you when you wanted to try karate, right? Now in your adulthood, whenever you go to try a new thing, you feel dismissed, right? That no one's supporting you. You kind of revert to that. 
not only do you revert to that, but you become the parent who was not there for you. So now you abandon yourself. Now you make yourself feel worthless. You don't listen to yourself. You reject. You deny. You push aside. You don't listen. Because that's how you were trained. You were trained and conditioned and programmed from the way that your parents treated you. And you became that. Oh, how does that feel? I want to just bring some lightness to it for a second because how does that feel? Is that a bit gross? Is that a bit gross to realize that you have become your own, dare I say it, abuser? You know, I've I've spoken about this before that I was in a long-term abusive, toxic relationship with myself. The way that I would treat myself, the words that I would say to myself, the thoughts that I would have about myself, the force dieting or the force exercising, then sometimes the binge part of that, the force feeding, and then the force purging. I was a cruel mistress to myself. I was so unkind. I was so dismissive. I was cruel to myself. All because that's how I felt growing up. I felt dismissed. I felt ignored. I felt like I wasn't enough. I felt like I was worthless. I felt like nobody would love me. So then I became all of those things for myself. And it's likely that you have too. That's why this reparenting piece is so critical in our self-love journey because it encourages us to give the love to ourselves that we are seeking in others. Not because we don't need other people, and we absolutely do need other people in our life. We are herd creatures and we need others. That's important. And it's okay to rely upon other people. But if all of our needs can only be met through other people and circumstances, we will always feel lack. We will always feel a lack of security and safety. So what's important for us to recognize is that when we give it to ourselves, when we are loving ourselves, we don't need to go sacrifice our integrity in order to get that from somebody else. How many times have you done that? How many times have you put up with poor treatment? How many times have you hung out with people or loved ones that don't treat you very well just because they fulfill a need in you? that maybe you feel seen, maybe they at least look at you, maybe they give you scraps of attention and you keep hanging around those people because of the scraps. Well, if you are able to give yourself the love and attention, if you are able to value yourself, if you are able to realize that you are full of worth and that you are lovable and give yourself everything that you're not getting from other people because you didn't get it from your parents, then you won't settle for the scraps anymore. And all of a sudden, the people in your life are going to become much more excellent. Now, the people around you themselves may not change. They could. But maybe they will fade away and new people will come into the picture. Because now you value yourself. Now you respect yourself. Now you're not handing over your integrity in exchange for scraps of attention. This is why this work is so important. We need for you to reparent yourself so that we stop abandoning ourselves and stop leading ourselves towards the tantrums that we end up having. No! 
the tantrums as a child, but also the tantrums as a teenager. No, I'm not doing that. I'm going to rebel. Just say, for example, that you would like to eat better and you'd love to exercise more and you know that you, quote, should exercise more or eat better. And you want to. You know that if you, f- you feel better within your body when you move well. You feel better in your body when you eat nutritious and nourishing food. But there is a part of you is like, nah, I'm not doing that. Screw you. Because maybe there's a part of you that was restricted and held back. Maybe it's old diet mentality for you. And the inner you is rebelling. If you don't go back and hang out with her, if you don't go out and hang out with that version of you that is rebellious, she's going to rule you. Like Jung, I think it was Jung, could have been Freud, and I could misquote it. Until the unconscious becomes conscious, it will rule your life and you will call it fate. I'm going to say that again. Until the unconscious becomes conscious, it will rule your life and you will call it fate. These unconscious parts of us, these parts of us that weren't parented, these parts of us that weren't loved the way that we needed them to, are going to keep showing up and sabotaging our life until we go back and get them. I do not recommend that you go out, you realize that your parents didn't give you the love, and now if your parents are still alive, you go out and try to get it from them. I don't recommend you doing that. It's only likely to lead you to where you are right now. Unless your parents have been on a massive growth journey, unless they've been doing this work, unless they are self-aware enough now to be able to hold space for you in that way because they've they've moved and traversed through their egos, you're just going to be disappointed again. Doesn't mean you can't have a relationship with them, doesn't mean you can't love them, doesn't mean you can't be with them and around them. You're just going to stop putting them at the center of your needs and instead putting yourself at the center of your needs and giving to yourself what they couldn't. So you can take them off the hook. You're an adult now. Maybe you're a teenager. Maybe you're well and truly an adult. Your parents don't have custody of you anymore. You have custody of you. You are the custodian. So you need to parent yourself. Think about it for yourself right now. What kind of parents do you wish you had? What kind of qualities in your parents do you wish that you had had? Now, even if you have a really like great childhood to look back on, I know that many of you do, like, oh, yeah, my childhood was great. I have I have no qualms in my childhood. It was fine, like perfect, right, all good. I want you to look at the nuances here. Did you feel loved? Maybe. Did you feel like you were enough? Do you feel like your love, the love that you received was unconditional? Did you feel like your needs were met? Do you, did you feel like you were able to fully express yourself? Could you be all of who you were? And the fact that you're listening to this podcast tells me that perhaps your self-esteem and your self-worth over your life has not been so great. That probably suggests to me that there were times in your childhood where your needs were not being met. So even if your parents were great, I want you to just scratch beneath the surface a little bit here. What qualities in parents do you wish that you had? Think of the qualities. How did you want to be treated as a child? And that's not like free reign and have all the ice cream, like ice cream for breakfast every single day. Because not having boundaries as a child is just as damaging as having too many. 
What kind of parent do you want to be to you? And if you are a parent to other people right now, to your children, your offspring, are you parenting them the way that your parents parented you? Are you reversing it? Are you bouncing and doing the opposite of the way your parents treated you? Have you decided what kind of parent you want to be because of the way that you wanted to be parented? And are you having conversations with your offspring about the way that they might want to be parented? What do they need? I'm sure that every kid is different, which makes parenting really complicated. And shout out to all the parents, mine included. Parenting is hard, really, really hard. In fact, I think it's the hardest job that anybody will ever do. I think it is so super difficult, particularly when you have more than one child, multiple children, and then you have the world. It's not like, it, you know, when we say that if someone's a full-time parent, if that means that they don't have to pay bills, if they don't have to clean a house, if that means that they don't have to, you know, um, make the ends meet, cool. But you're actually doing all of that on top of the parenting. And very often our parenting is just keeping the kids alive, right? Making sure they don't kill themselves or each other. And that's enough. That's how I was parented. Is she alive? Yep, sweet, done, right? But how would we have been parented if our parents were able to give us the love and attention? And we might not be able to give that to our kids because of our circumstances, but we can give it to ourselves because we're an adult now. So have a think about that. For example, like I know for myself that I didn't have a lot of boundaries as a kid at all. As a kid and a teenager, the, I could kind of just do whatever I wanted. I don't, I don't have a lot of memories, particularly in adolescence, of there ever being any rules. I didn't, I didn't really have any rules. By the time I got to year 10, if I wanted to go to school or didn't want to go to school, I just went or not. My parents didn't even know that if I went to school or not because they were gone by the time I had to leave the house. I was independent. I got myself to school and and they were back and they never asked me how school was or whether or not I, you know, they weren't in particularly interested in my report cards ever. Um, they weren't curious about my life. So I just did whatever I wanted. I'm the youngest of five, admittedly, and the only girl. So, you know, by the time they kind of got to me, there just wasn't any rules. I could just do what I wanted. I could eat what I wanted. I had my own job by the time I was 14 and a half. So I had my own money. I could eat what I want. I could go to school whether or not I wanted to. I didn't have a curfew. I could go to bed whenever I wanted to. There was no conversation of whether or not I could have those freedoms. I just never had any boundaries put in place. And when you think about that, that might seem really great as a teenager, but the lack of stability that I experienced in that meant that I often felt unsafe. I didn't know that at the time, of course, but as an adult, I'm like, oh, yeah, that explains why I have never been good with setting my own boundaries. So as me, me reparenting myself, it's required me to set boundaries and have discipline and have care and follow up with myself in a way that wasn't there as parents, right? That was what my childhood required. And then as now, as I move into reparenting my inner teenager, she needs some more rope. She needs some more flexibility. I've been super disciplined for a long time in my life, which in the past has led me to eating disorders, right? So that's been part of the, I need to control everything. I need to get some kind of safety ah, because I never had it. And so I went to a different extreme. And as I've been learning to moderate that through all of the work that I teach here in my podcast and in my courses and in my book and my speaking, 
I'm understanding that as a teenage self, me needs she needs she's she's grown up a bit more. She has she she can be trusted to you know not I have to do ten thousand steps every day and the gym has to be three times a week. I'm allowed to listen to my body, but maybe ten years ago I needed to have that level of discipline because otherwise she wouldn't have gone and done those things. She wouldn't have quote eaten her vegetables, and I need her to eat her vegetables because I care for her. Now my teenage self knows that she likes vegetables, so she will eat them, and she will. And she knows that she likes moving her body, so she will do that. I can trust her enough. She still needs guidance. She still needs boundaries. She still needs structure and support, but she doesn't need the reins to be so tight anymore. Have a think for yourself. For me, reparenting looks like unconditional love. It looks like accountability. It looks like compassion. It looks like patience. You know, when when I'm like, come on, do the thing. No, it requires patience. It requires guidance. It requires me to slowly give myself more responsibility and more trust as my inner child grows up and gets older into these adolescence years. Now, I'm a grown-up. I'm an adult, right? We all are, if you're listening to this podcast as an adult. We all are adults. So it doesn't mean that I'm just a 16-year-old version of me, just that there's a 16-year-old version of me that needs reparenting right now. So I want you to just recognize that there are parts of you that will need reparenting that you need to go back and visit. And usually they're going to be the places that you're stuck. Oh, well, I keep binging on, you know, I keep binge drinking all the time. Cool. What version of you used binge drinking as a younger person in order to survive? Look back on that. Oh, okay, well, I keep having, you know, I keep feeling really needy around my partners and feeling really insecure. Cool. Go back and look at what version of you, maybe she's five, maybe she's 11. What version of you needed more comfort and security? Go back and visit those parts of you. Find out. I was talking with a client just the other day and she was talking about how how she's not particularly good with money, right? And so we have a conversation about what version of her in the past wants to stay there. Her parents weren't necessarily loving and kind and so she wants to be able to stay young. She wants to be able to stay within herself. She wants to be able to stay in that teenage version of herself, Yeah. So go back and revisit those parts of you. And I want you to remember as you as you work towards this that practice makes progress, okay? It is not about perfection. It is about practice. The more that you do it on a regular basis, the more practice that you get, okay? So practice makes progress. You need to continue to just make progress. You're not trying to aim for perfection here. You're trying to just make progress, Okay. So just little baby steps time and time again is going to get you there, okay? If this has been valuable for you, why not share it? Hit that subscribe button. Go follow me on the socials or maybe even join my, my mailing list. Leave me a voice note. Anyway, I like to hear from you. I would love for you to be able to get in touch with me and let me know how all of this is landing for you and what is happening for you. And if I can support you in any way, shape or form, please do let me know. Know that I am available for speaking. I can come speak at your organization, your school, your company to come teach you how to do more of this kind of inner work, how to be more confident. I would love to be able to connect with you in some way, shape or form. So shoot me through a message, contact me somehow. And until next time, happy self-loving. 
Thank you so much for listening to the More Confidence with Luna Guy podcast. I hope you feel more confident, more self-assured and ready to go tackle the world's problems and maybe kick ass in some of your dreams. If you haven't already, I would love for you to like and subscribe, follow and maybe leave a review so that other people know how to find this awesome podcast too. If you're wanting to sink your teeth into something even more juicy, my number one best-selling book, Perfectly Imperfect, Your Complete Guide to Loving Yourself and Loving Your Body is now available on all good bookstore sites, both in print, digital, and I narrated it for Audible as well. If you think the coaching or maybe one of my courses is for you, why not head to www.moreconfidence.com.au and get in touch and see if we can talk. And of course, you can find me all across the social medias. That's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, which is where you're probably listening now, or maybe even here on the podcast platform. Sending you big love and wishing you a beautiful day.